Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season two. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season two, episode 14, Pardon My Past. It originally aired on February 17th, 2000, and had 4.96 million viewers. So we open in the manor, and it's nighttime, and we see that there was some type of party going on, but people are starting to leave. Prue walks over to Piper, and she's like, great party, we should do this more often. Piper's looking over at Dan and Leo, who are talking in the next room. She's like, yeah, maybe next time we can trim the guest list by one. And Prue says, Piper, I had to invite Leo. He was at the club when I went to pick up the supplies. He knew that we were having a party. She's like, well, don't you think maybe he'd feel a little bit awkward being here because of Dan? And Prue's like, well, they don't seem awkward. She's like, he's been mortal for a couple weeks. He doesn't know anybody. And it's not like there's a fallen white lighter support group to join or anything. And Piper says, like, she's not upset with Prue, just at the situation. And Prue says, well, Leo's just going to have to accept the fact that you're with Dan now. You are still with Dan, right? And Piper's like, yes, of course. And they look over and see, like, Dan and Leo are now, like, laughing. And Piper's like, what do you think they're talking about? And Prue's like, you. And then Phoebe comes down from upstairs, and she's like, hey, you guys, give me a break. It's after midnight, and I have midterms tomorrow. So they apologize and asks her if she wants to take a break from studying and hang out for a little bit, and she says she can't. They tell her that the party's starting to break up anyway, so she goes back up to her room. Then we cut to the living room, and we see that Dan and Leo are talking about sports, so not about Piper at all. And Dan asks Leo who his favorite baseball player is, and Leo says Joe DiMaggio, hands down. And Dan's like, I meant when you were growing up, and Leo's like, DiMaggio was my grandfather's favorite. That's why he's mine too. <laughs> he's like, you know, Leo, this is just an observation, but you don't like to talk about your past much, do you? He's like, it's just not that interesting, really. And Dan's like, being in the army sounds pretty interesting. How long have you been out? And that's when Piper comes over and Dan puts his arm around her. She asks if they've been talking about her, and Dan's like, no, not at all. Actually, Leo was just about to fill me in on his army experience. And Piper's, like, very concerned about this, and then is like, well, it's late. Like, the party's over. And then we cut up to Phoebe's room, where we see that she's studying, and here's Piper saying goodnight to everyone. She's like, finally. So she takes her hair down, and she gets back to reading. And then she hears this like jazz music start playing from downstairs and it gets really, really loud and there's all these voices. So she gets up and she's like super annoyed. And then in the stairway, we see Phoebe walking down. She's like, okay, I asked you guys once to keep it down. And she looks and sees that the room is completely empty, but she can still hear all the music and voices. She starts walking into the dining room when suddenly there's like this invisible force that pushes her against the wall and is like kind of choking her. And her hands are pinned against the wall and then her robe is like pulled open because for some reason she's just like wearing a bra while studying. 
and then her like shorts get pulled up her thigh in like this sexy way and she falls to the floor and we hear like this lamp break then we're outside and we see that Prue and Piper heard the crash so they run back in and Dan and Leo follow them then we see Phoebe laying on the floor and Prue and Piper go up to her to ask if she's all right she like pulls her robe clothes and says that she's fine and Piper asks her what happened and she says I don't know but I'd sure like to find out and like they all just look at her kind of sad that Piper didn't want Leo to be there but whatever I guess it makes sense I mean didn't want him to feel awkward and the fact that Dan and Leo are like all of a sudden getting along and talking and having a good time together is like what the hell I think Dan's like you know keep your friends close keep your enemies closer type of thing yeah I think he's trying to like figure out more about him like here in the army and this and bringing up his past and everything like all right you know we get it yeah it could also be like one of those things where maybe he's like well if I make friends with Leo he won't try to steal my girl (laughs) true poor Dan poor Dan he's trying so hard but also like I love how all last episode Piper was like I'm not gonna give up my friendship with Leo and then this episode she's like don't invite Leo to my party yeah like ew don't bring him here (laughs) (laughs) I also thought it was kind of funny Piper going up to them and like her reaction when she was like oh I hope you're not talking about me and they were like no we're not at all actually and she was she was like no like she looked kind of upset about it like (laughs) honestly like I feel that though because okay when I like introduce people to each other I always assume they're going to talk about me right because that's like their common thing and then like when they're not and they actually like get along with each other I'm kind of like weirded out by it not that I'm like jealous but you know what I mean it's just like one of those things where it's like weird yeah yeah I guess that makes sense (laughs) I'm not really introducing people to each other that often so it's not like but a little I guess I feel that but I kind of always like hope that people aren't talking about me that's the thing though like because I'm like worried they are but then like when you find out they're not it's kind of like oh like then what are you talking about you know what I mean that's true definitely get that and then whatever the hell's happening to Phoebe get it she's studying for her midterms but I don't I don't know why they have to I just I feel like they over sexualize her so much and like she did she looked hot but like why like you didn't have to do all that you know like she could have been in like a tank top or something like there was no reason for her to be in a bra other than they wanted her tits out like yeah like it was sexualizing her so much for what yeah not necessary but whatever I mean and it's like one of those things where like they know that their audience is primarily women but they're trying to use the fact that like Alyssa Milano kind of is like a bit of a sex symbol at the time to attract more of a male audience I feel like and that's why they're creating scenes like this and I just really don't like it no I don't like that either it makes me very uncomfortable and I feel like that happened to a lot of people in a lot of shows in this time period too I mean it still does happen but like I feel like that was a a really big thing you know Mm -hmm. and sex appeal is a good way to market but with sometimes it's like okay like you're taking it a little too too far constantly doing this and sexualizing these women and yeah we see how that can turn into something bad so I don't I don't I don't know it's kind of weird yeah but I mean the this these scenes are setting up a lot of stuff I'm interested in I'm interested in where this like Dan being interested in Leo's past is gonna go I'm interested in where whatever is 
haunting Phoebe, whatever we're dealing with in this scene, what's going to happen with that. It is setting up a lot of interesting stuff that I'm excited to see continue. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I can't wait to find out more about what happens in this episode and what is, you know, happening to Phoebe right now. Yeah. All right. So then we hear the theme song and we are in the manor again and it's nighttime kind of like later that same night and Phoebe is sitting on the couch with Prue and Leo and Dan are standing behind then Piper comes in with a glass of water for her and Dan asks if she's sure she's all right and she's like yeah I'm fine and Prue says maybe we should call it a night huh and because you know Phoebe kind of made a look at Dan like he needs to go because obviously something supernatural is going on and says uh maybe we should go call it a night let her get some rest and Piper says, okay, like I'll walk Dan out and they start to leave. And Dan is like, Leo, are you coming? And they say that he has to stay and take things back to P3. And Dan's like, now at this hour? And Piper's like, well, I'm a tough boss and leads Dan out and they're kissing in the doorway and he leaves. And Piper comes back and Leo says, well, I thought he'd never leave. And Piper's like, what the hell were you two chatting about all night? And Phoebe's laying on Prue and Prue changes the subject and asks Phoebe what really happened. And she says, I heard what I thought were party noises. So I came downstairs to check and to yell at you guys. And I was attacked by something invisible. And Prue asked if it was a ghost. And Phoebe said she didn't sense another being. It was more like a daydream. Like it wasn't really an attack. It was more of a seduction. And Prue's like, so I guess the question is, what was it? And Phoebe asks Leo if he's ever heard of something like this, and he says that he hasn't. And that's kind of how this ends. We can imagine that they're all worried and still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, exactly. So kind of like we were getting the impression, like there's obviously something like sexual about it. Like Phoebe even says that it felt like a seduction to her. There's also this element of, you know, obviously like having to keep Dan out of the secret and like pushing him out, which I think is connecting back to some ideas we were talking about last episode about how Dan's days with Piper are probably numbered. Exactly. Yeah, him getting pushed out. Another thing that I've noticed that this whole time Piper has tended to do, which I get it, but it kind of is like annoying like here, and, and it, it happened very clearly right here, and it's happened a lot in the past couple of episodes where, you know, Phoebe's the one in trouble here having a problem, and Piper kind of like dismisses it and starts talking about like, like, we'll get really invested in our own issue, you know, like to come back and be like, what were you guys talking about all night? And like, I don't know, it's kind of like Piper, like focus, you know, like, you got real shit to worry about right now. And you're like, like, she's been doing it a lot to the point where it's like, Piper, like, we get it, but come on. like Her and Leo drama just has to come first. Okay? I know. It's kind of bullshit. Like, it's a little, like, I get it, but it's a little fucked up when, like, your family is dying and you're like, hold on. And, like, asking questions when they're looking in the book of shadows when they've got no time. And she's like, you're right. We'll talk about this later. Like, <laughs> things like that. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it's a little out of place, but I also don't know where else they would fit in that dialogue. So I guess they have to cram it in even when it's like inappropriate. Yeah, I agree. That's why it's like, I get it, but you know, chill out. (laughs) Now's not the time. (laughs) Exactly. Anyways, uh, still very interested in this. We feel that it wasn't a ghost and we don't really have too much information about where this is going, but I'm excited to kind of figure that out. Yeah, me too. 
so then we're on campus and it's the next morning and Prue and Phoebe are walking together and Phoebe's like, this is so embarrassing. I haven't needed my big sister to walk me to school since the first grade. And Prue says it's until they figure out what happened. And Phoebe asks how she knows that he won't come after her next. And Prue says, well, because from your description, it sounded very uh, intimate. It makes me think that yours is the only body it's interested in. Then she asks Phoebe if she's up for taking her exam, and Phoebe says, I can't let stuff like this keep me from living my life. Otherwise, I'd never leave the house, you know? And Prue agrees with her, and she goes to walk into class with her, and Phoebe's like, no, 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 wait outside. And Prue's kind of like, okay, and Phoebe goes into class. So here, I feel like it's just kind of like a cute little sister moment. Them watching over her, not too much information there. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me in this scene, though, was kind of like the way that Phoebe just wants to like continue on with her life. I mean, if we want to consider what happened to her kind of like an assault, because I mean, it was like, you know, she describes it as a seduction, but like at the same time, like it was by some invisible force that like she obviously wasn't in control of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like this is the type of reaction like someone could have, like to just want to return to normalcy and like not focus on it. So like I get where Phoebe's coming from here. And also, of course, you know, not letting the supernatural prevent her from doing what she really wants to do, which is get her education. So like both aspects of it, I understand. Yeah, it makes sense in a, you know, real world perspective and in in the show's supernatural perspective. So it, it, it definitely adds up here. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I love Prue's kind of like desire to protect her and Phoebe being like, no, 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 you're not going to sit next to me while I take this test. Yeah, I know. It's super cute. It's super like child and mom like very feels like a show feels sisterly and it's funny to me yeah definitely love it so now at p3 piper is at the bar doing paperwork while leo is unpacking things and he asks how phoebe's doing piper tells him that she's taking her midterm and that there were no more attacks last night And he says that that's good, but Piper senses that something is off with the way he's acting. And eventually Leo kind of says, like, I was up all night trying to recall a similar situation that another white lighter had with one of his charges. It had something to do with a past life coming back to haunt her present one. And he says it's rare, but if he remembers it right, in that case, her past life was trying to warn her present one. Piper asks like what about he's like I don't know and that's what's so frustrating I don't have any way of finding out either and Piper's like you miss being a white lighter don't you and he says yeah at times like this I do when I know I can help and also when I think that I'm never going to be with you again oh and then they look at each other and Dan walks in and he's like hope I'm not interrupting anything and Piper's like Dan hi no don't be silly we were just and Leah says finished Dan kisses Piper and him and Leo make eye contact and then Leo leaves and Piper asks what he's doing there uh, saying she thought he had to work and he says if I ask you a question you promise you won't get mad at me and she says depends on the question and he says how well do you really know Leo about where he's from I mean she's like why do you ask and he's like believe me this is not a jealousy thing I just want to make sure you know who's working for you just call me overprotective. She says, that's very sweet, Dan, but trust me, you don't have to worry about Leo at all. He's an angel. And they both, like, look down. So this moment, 
broke my heart with Piper and Leo. And again, Dan comes in and I feel so bad because it's so obvious that something was just happening. Like they did not even hide it well. We were just not at all. We were just finished. Like, what do you mean? Finished? Finished Yeah. What? Like, (laughs) what do you mean by that? (laughs) (laughs) I'd be so lost. And then him, like we figured questioning about it to questioning Leo before to kind of find out more about his past because he's suspicious of him. Yeah, I think, you know, Dan's suspicion in this episode, like, it makes sense. But I'm wondering when he's doing all this research into Leo, he's been sketched out by Piper too. Why has he never done the same thing about her? I know, right? really weird maybe because leo's the one causing her causing him like difficulties you know yeah and i guess it's easier like because he already kind of like low-key doesn't like leo to be like i need to find out what's going on with this guy then like because i feel like if you investigate like the person you're dating that's like really an invasion of privacy if you investigate some like rando their ex that feels like more acceptable i feel like even like in a modern context and like a not so creepy one like you might like, you know, look up the person you're interested, like X on social media. Like, I feel like he's doing that, but like much further. Yeah. Like we'll get what we'll more, get to later in the episode. A more, more intense version of that. Yeah. Yeah. A bit much, but aside from that, Leo here and Piper kind of being concerned, not so much concerned, but maybe a little worried and a little understanding about you miss being a white lighter, don't you? And him being like, yeah, you know, like sometimes I do when when I know that I can help. And I feel like that was a good response from Leo and also being like, and when I think that we're not going to be together, like, I feel like, why am I even here? And oh, that shattered me. Yeah, no, I mean, everything about that moment felt really strong to me. And like, I totally get Leo's position here because he kind of did lose everything with the idea in mind that it was for Piper and now he doesn't have her and he can't do anything to help her. So he feels like completely helpless in this situation. And he's also now immortal and completely alone and just left to kind of watch Piper and Dan be together right in front of his face. Like that can't be an easy situation to be in. No, that's brutal. And then, you know, the last thing about this scene, this aspect of past lives, which brings us to the episode title and obviously where we're heading in the episode is interesting and I'm interested to find out more about it. Yeah, me too. And I definitely do have some things to say. I mean, the whole dynamic in this show, um, a lot of the things make you kind of question and wonder about like, you know, past lives is a real thing and how, and going back to the future and how that's not another, like it, there's a lot, you know, so we could, we could definitely discuss that further once we get there, but I'm very interested to, into where this episode is heading. I mean, we haven't had anything similar to this so far. Yeah. So then we cut to Phoebe's class and Phoebe's sitting in there and she's taking her test when suddenly she's attacked again and she like flies out of her seat and is knocked to the floor and people start screaming and they're all surrounding her. And Prue obviously hears this from outside and runs in. When Prue gets in there, Phoebe sits up and, you know, Prue asks if she's okay and Phoebe just looks like completely shocked. Here, obviously, the attack happening again, her past life coming back, doing something. Um, we still don't have too much information to get about it, but I feel like this was kind of like a general little plot thing. 
Yeah. Also, I think this brings up a point you brought up last time about like these magical occurrences just happening in front of people. Like, how the fuck do they explain this? She just flew, fl got thrown, launched from her seat. Yep. Onto the floor. But whatever. <laughs> that's Shit. that's normal. That happens Shit in college happens. all the time, actually. I, I don't know why I'm questioning. <laughs> Shit <laughs> happens. Typical Tuesday at college. Like, <laughs> all right. When I was in class, there were always students just flying out of their seats. <laughs> Nonstop. Like, what is this Harry Potter? Like, I don't, things don't work like that. But it's fine. So now we are in the living room at the manor and Piper and Prue are on the couch with the book and Phoebe and Leo are also there. And they're there kind of looking for anything to do with past lives and Prue asks if he really thinks that this has to do with Phoebe's past life. And Leo says, well, that is how our souls evolve, how we grow as individuals from one lifetime to the next. And Phoebe asks why her past life is trying to kill her. And he says, I don't think it is. I think it's trying to warn you, to give you a chance to do something about it. And he said, maybe it's because you get premonitions. And Prue says, wait, do something about what? And he's like, whatever, about whatever happened before that's endangering her now. And Piper finds the past life spell in the book, but there's no spell to bring her back. So Leo says that she could probably come back whenever she wants. And Prue's like, probably that's not good enough. What if she can't? She'd be trapped in her past life where something really awful may have happened to her. And Phoebe says, but if I don't go back, the same awful thing could happen to me in this life. And says, I've just started to turn my life around. I really don't want my past life to ruin it for me now. And so she says the spell and passes out and lays on Piper. And Prue looks obviously super concerned. And she kind of just as Phoebe goes back into her past life. Yeah, so I feel like the main thing we're getting here, aside from, you know, pushing the plot forward as far as what this might mean, is really just that sisterly concern from Prue is really coming through so clear in this episode. We saw it in the previous scenes, and we're seeing it again here. Exactly, yeah. Love that Prue always has that in her. Yeah. And I feel like part of it, it's something I really relate to about Prue is this element of like control. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm way more willing to like do things that are potentially dangerous myself. But like if anyone in my life who I care about is in any way in trouble, like I'm always so worried, so concerned, like trying to do anything I can to help. But whereas like if something's going on with me, I'll try to handle it myself. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. And her perspective and your perspective as kind of like the oldest sister too and mm -hmm. just you know with people you care about in general I it, it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah so then we go into this kind of like flashback to Phoebe's past life we're in the manor and we open up in this like sepia tone type of color and there's this old-timey car driving by and we're in this POV shot so we get out of the car and we walk towards the manor as a bunch of people are walking out and music is playing. A woman says to the camera, you know, thanks for the love potion. It worked wonders. And then we fade into color as a man opens the door for us. And then we see Phoebe finally in her past life. She's in like a red dress. Her hair is all like done up and like curled and stuff. Very 1920s with this like red fur jacket over her. She looks fancy as hell. Yeah. She looked bomb. 
all the sisters did honestly except i don't know about prue's hair in this but the, the wig is bad the wig yeah, is bad the, the bob the bob didn't work so well with that wig yeah like like there was nothing wrong with the hairstyle but it wasn't a good wig yeah the wig was definitely a problem i feel but... like they're always doing shannon dirty like dirty with these wigs like we had the one in the future and now we have this one i know that blonde one come on now what, what was all that about i wonder if she gets to they get to choose like do they get to pick what their hairstyle is gonna look like or something no i don't know yeah i don't know but whatever basically yeah we don't we don't get too much information except that this is like the 20s and phoebe seems to be kind of respected here kind of a higher up and obviously their magic or their potions and spells aren't it's not hidden their much, powers yeah. don't seem to be as much of a secret in yeah, this it's not lifetime too, not too secretive mm-hmm. Then we skip to present day and in the living room, we see Phoebe sleeping on the couch and smiling and Piper's like, do you think she's all right? And Leo says she looks all right so far and they're all just kind of looking at her. And then it kind of skips back to Phoebe's past life and the little flashback at the manor. And Phoebe is there playing with a big red necklace that she's wearing. And she heads to the living room where she sees Dan playing the piano and his smile goes away when he sees her and she walks to another room and a woman approaches her and tells her that she or and phoebe tells her that she wants to go get some herbs for a potion and it's like would she like me to curse anyone for you and she's like maybe later and they both laugh and then piper approaches a bartender and phoebe walks up to her and phoebe's like what's the matter dear cousin you're not afraid of me are you and she says should i be And she turns to the bartender and Phoebe's like my usual and bring it to my booth and says, would you tell your husband to play something different? I'm bored with this old song. And Piper rolls her eyes and leaves and she goes up to Dan and tells him, don't worry about her, just keep playing. And Phoebe looks pissed off and leaves the room. And then Piper grabs this little compact from on top of the piano and leaves too. And then in another room, we see Prue taking photos of people with this like old 1920s big flash camera and Phoebe approaches her and Phoebe's like hello cousin and Prue says we have to talk soon and Phoebe goes we're done talking and she leaves that just cracked me up so hard because like she walked up to her just to be like I'm not fucking talking to you yeah I know like you approached her you're like hey she was like hey let's talk and you were like we're fucking done talking (laughs) like (laughs) cracks me up every time I see it anyways (laughs) Piper then walks up to Prue and Prue's like did you find the spell and she hands it to her out of the compact that she took and Phoebe looks back at them and they both kind of stare at her and we see that there's in the conservatory this crystal ball set up and there's a little girl there saying the beginning of a spell to this woman and Phoebe approaches and says Christina Larson what in the devil are you doing And she tells the women to leave and she does. Phoebe's like, I told you to watch my things, that's all. And she breaks the girl's doll that she had and says, spells and charms are not toys, Christina. Do you understand me? And the little girl is crying and looks at her holding the broken doll and Phoebe walks away. And then Phoebe stands in the doorway and this man approaches behind her and puts his arms around her waist and pushes her against the wall like the daydream type thing night in the night before and says I've been looking all over for you and they start making out and we find out his name is Anton and they walk to the backyard and he hands a 
potion to her that will triple her power and says that she's going to need it basically against her cousins. And so she drinks it and she throws this flame from her hand and it's like very powerful. And like that's the end of that scene. It kind of wakes her up. Yeah. So that was kind of a lot. Like I said, that thing was hilarious about the picture thing, you know, and they're all obviously running some sort of like speakeasy type thing in the 20s and through through the manor and I guess all three of them are cousins at this point and it's obviously a completely different lifetime and we see Dan and Piper are married in this lifetime yeah so we find out that Dan and Piper were married in their past lives here Um, we find out that Prue was working as a photographer and instead of sisters they were all cousins we get the idea that Phoebe is it kind of reminds me of the episode where she was like um like the amazing Phoebe like she kind of did the same thing in this past life where she was kind of using her powers as a job yeah it didn't feel too much like they were really showing that they actually have like real powers and witches and everything it felt more like funny little crafts that people do today you know like fortune telling and love potions and things like that as opposed to like real magic in front of other people so exactly so it kind of seemed like the type of magic that we already see like in the real world is kind of what phoebe is claiming to have here exactly and i guess i mean they were i called it a speakeasy because they referred to it as a speakeasy but it's not like it's a very hidden thing i mean prohibition was going on during this time right like that's Mm -hmm. like they got a full-on bartender and everything like I don't know. Well, I guess because it's a house, like maybe it's not being investigated as much and they like might, might have a connection with the local police. Maybe that's what Daryl's past life was. <laughs> True. We haven't seen Daryl yet. Wonder if we will. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we kind of get this idea that there are problems between past Prue and Piper against past Phoebe and that Phoebe is kind of evil in this lifetime. Yeah, and she has this, like, boyfriend who obviously is also magical and helping her to, like, increase her powers. We don't know that much about him yet. We also, you know, meet this little girl, Christina, who will come up again later in the episode. Yes, exactly. So then we go back to the present day, and we're in the living room, and Phoebe wakes up, and she's, like, gasping. Prue asks her what happened, and she says, I was bad, very, very bad, and Prue and Piper are both confused by this. Then we go up to the attic, and the sisters and Leo are all up there, and Phoebe is looking for a family tree, and Piper doesn't really get why, and Phoebe says, you know, we were all related, cousins, and we lived here at the manor back in the 20s. Prue asks if they looked the same in their past lives, and Leo says that they looked the same to Phoebe because her soul recognized their souls. He says, I mean, we all tend to travel in the same circles of family, friends, even enemies throughout our various lives. And that's why our souls can recognize each other. So we keep finding each other. That's what soulmates means. And he looks directly at Piper when he says that. And then Phoebe says that she couldn't control her actions, but she could feel what she was doing. She's like, I felt very, very bad. And she's like, okay, I admit it. I liked it. It felt good to be respected and powerful. And I'm like, yeah, I feel you, Phoebe. (laughs) Makes sense. And then she turns to Leo and she says, speaking of powers, how come I didn't get to keep that kick-ass power I had back then? And Leo says, your past self must have abused it. That's why it was taken away from you. 
Then they start talking about Anton and Piper thinks that maybe he's the one that killed past Phoebe. She says maybe, or it also could have been past Dan. And Piper's like, Dan, as in my Dan? And Phoebe's like, he was your husband. Sorry, Leo. And Leo says, that's okay. I'm hoping Piper learns from her past mistakes. Yes, and Prue's Leo. like super entertained by this. Like she's <laughs> loving it. He's cracking up over there. And then Phoebe happens to walk by the camera that Prue was using in the past and tells her about it. And Prue's like, oh, I was a photographer. And Phoebe tells her, yeah, and apparently a good one. Like people were lining up to have their portraits taken. And Prue seems really like happy about this. Then they finally find the family tree and they all sit on the floor and she unrolls it. They see themselves at the bottom. And I noted that like I saw Phoebe and Piper's birthdays. So Phoebe said 11175 and Piper said 8773. So I guess they are only two years apart. Weird because of some things we've seen in the past, but okay, whatever. They're two years apart. Yeah, she definitely was not two years old when her mom was barely pregnant with Phoebe. She was like at least four, but okay. Yes, but okay. But this also confirms to us that, you know, Phoebe is in fact 24 years old right now and Piper is 26 still. She hasn't aged. And I, I'm assuming Prue is 29 at this point, but her birthday, like it wasn't in a place where you could see it. So I couldn't write it down. Then they find up earlier in it, they find three cousins who were born in the 1890s, all of them named P. Baxter. And Phoebe figures out which one is her um, because one of them died on 2-17-1924. And it said that they were born July 2nd, 1894. And Phoebe says the same age as I am also, but obviously Phoebe just doesn't know how to do math because that's 30 years old and Phoebe isn't 30. I think whoever wrote this wasn't paying attention to the um, props oh department. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I immediately noticed this. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> um, but then, you know, whatever, ignoring that huge plot hole, Prue's like certainly explains why the warnings are happening today. And Phoebe says, so it doesn't mean that I'm going to die today too, right? And Prue says that they have to figure out what happened fast. And Phoebe remembers the little girl, Christina, and thinks that maybe they can find her and see if she remembers what happened. She's going to call Daryl to see if he can track her down for them. Yeah. So at this point, Christina Larson would be, how old would she be at this time? Mm, let's see if she, let's guess she that she was six in 1924 right so if we put her like six years old then she'd be what year is it now 99 2000 oh 2000 oh wow so she'd be like in her 80s, 80s? or 90s yeah like almost 90 yeah Lucky she so definitely better. possible that she could still be alive yeah definitely and yeah, it's weird that those things didn't add up. Glad that we figured out exactly Phoebe and Piper's ages, I guess, at this time. But I am confused because I thought like Hallowell was the family name. Um, I guess it could change over time because we know that it was Graham's last name, right? And then Patty didn't change it when she got married. So then that's why it's her daughter's. Gotcha. That's true. But it might have been something else before that. Like that was probably like Graham's dad's name or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. Because like since they're all women, like their last names would change based on who they marry. Yeah. 
but I'm pretty sure it wasn't Baxter. I'm pretty sure her name was P. Russell. Phoebe's. Oh, was it? I'm pretty sure it was P. Russell in the past life. Maybe. Well, they're also cousins, so they could have yeah, different so last they names probably than each all other. Just had different last names too. But the one I noticed, I think, said P. Baxter, so that's why I wrote it down. Makes sense. Yeah. So now we got a little glimpse from their history. I love like the whole little Piper and Leo of it all, like him making that little comment and Prue enjoying this, and her seeing for the first time that she was a photographer in her past life, which maybe through her excitement kind of giving us some, you know, uh, foreshadowing, especially because when she was outside, like waiting for Pru or Phoebe to take her exam, she was out there like noticed and paying attention, looking at the gallery. Oh I yeah. I wasn't even college. paying attention to that yeah. part, but you're right. She was. She was like looking at all the pictures in this like outdoor gallery and interested in that. So maybe something for her to head towards or work towards if she is interested in that. Yeah, and we know she's already always had like some type of interest in the arts, like working at a museum and stuff, and that her degree yeah. was probably in art history. So maybe like she wants to go back into something more like that and like, you know, photos or like working at a gallery or something like that might be something she's interested in. Yeah, like it definitely wouldn't feel out of place for her at all. Yeah, definitely like it, not. It fits with her, with kind of her history, I think. So yeah, definitely. I guess we'll see what happens with that. I also thought something really interesting that came up in this scene was the idea that like we travel in the same circles in our like yeah. past and present lives like that's that really makes me wonder if like you know like in our past life like you and me were still sisters you know what I mean yeah like, like things like that because I mean obviously it's just a show but the idea of that like kind of does make you wonder or think about it and like it does make sense like I like that they added that little clip of like and the reason that they look identical to the way they do now is because they probably didn't actually look like that. It's just their souls recognized each other and things like that. Like the way they made that connection, it makes a lot of sense traveling in the same circles. I, I liked that idea that they brought into, you know, into play there. Yeah, definitely. Because I've definitely seen other shows where they just have like the main cast play characters in the past. And I'm like, that makes no sense. But like yeah. here, it's like, oh, it's because it's the same soul. The yeah, they like the same they to each other. It. Yeah, I explained it here and it and it was nice, definitely. So then at the nursing home, we are in Christina's room and old Christina said, my dolly, you broke my dolly. And all four of them are standing there and Phoebe's like, no, that wasn't me. It was just someone that looked like me. And Leo says she recognizes your soul. That's a good sign. And Phoebe talks to her and tells her not to be afraid that she's not like she doesn't have to be afraid of her anymore. And she asks about the speakeasy in 1924. And Christina says that her dad was the bartender, saying he used to pick me up after school and take me there. I like the piano. And she starts singing the song that they used to play back then. And Phoebe asks about herself, like her past self. And Christina's like, she was an evil witch. I used to hide things upstairs by the landing. I saw everything. You were murdered. And she says, do you remember who murdered me? And Prue says, was it a man named Anton? And Christina says, it was such a pretty necklace, just ripped it off the bad witch and then strangled her. And Leo says, who strangled the evil witch? And she starts crying and she's like, that was my favorite dolly. 
and Phoebe apologizes again and they are leaving obviously you know Christina is has some sort of uh I don't know is that like Alzheimer's like what I don't know what it's some type of like probably like a dementia or like yeah something like that going on with her I mean she is in a nursing home she is older so it would make sense yes yeah exactly because it didn't seem like she didn't like have memory but it was some sort of obviously something based on you know her being older in a nursing home like you said yeah and I really like this actress playing like older Christina like I feel like she takes these like scenes and these words and just does them so well like I love this woman I am living for her scenes dude obsessed with it like she's a really good actress like playing the character playing the you know the part of kind of being sick and everything she did a good job I must say yeah and I'll have more to say like in one of her scenes later on but I really like this actress yeah me too and there they kind of didn't get too much information but Christina kind of hinted at things that will be important in the future so we will kind of get to that when we get there, I guess. All right. So then we're in like this main room of the nursing home and Phoebe's like, well, bright side, at least I won't have to worry about ending up in a place like this in my golden years. And Prue's like, no, we still have time. And Phoebe's like, not much time. By midnight, I'll be dead again. And Piper's like, by midnight, how do you know that? And Phoebe's like, midnight, a full moon. What's the difference? It's always one or the other, right? I know I won't make it to February 18th unless, and Leo says, you go back to the past again and find some answers. And the sisters all look at each other. So, you know what I noticed? Kind of like quick little side note. I kind of like that because this was aired on February 17th in 2000 and they, they kind of had it the same day. Yeah, I liked that, that too because that doesn't usually happen that it airs on the day it takes place on. Yeah, so that was pretty, pretty smart of them, I think. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like Phoebe's little, like, whatever, it's the same shit, like, midnight, full moon. So then we go back to the manor, and Phoebe walks in and sits next to Prue on the couch, um, and Leo and Piper are behind them, and Leo says, whatever you do, make sure you get back before your past life gets killed, otherwise we may not be able to wake you up. No shit, Leo. And Phoebe says, don't worry, dying is one experience I don't plan on reliving. And Phoebe does the spell again and she passes out and this time Prue holds her head gently to lay her down. So then we go back into another flashback and we're outside the manor and we pick up right where we left off where Phoebe and Anton are in the backyard and Anton says, feels good to be bad, doesn't it? And past Phoebe says sometimes and then she turns to him and he's like second thoughts and she's like, they're my cousins, Anton. He says, they're good witches, my love which is why I gave you this amulet to wear. It protects you from their witchcraft so they can never harm you. Killing them is the only way for me to get their powers. And once I have them, together we will be unstoppable. And they kiss again, and he asks if she's ready, then tells her, wait until after I lure your cousin away from her piano man before you make your move. And he says he's going to pose as her former lover, and then he like wipes his hand over his face and morphs into Leo dun, and dun, they dun. walk away holding hands. So loving the fact that they still found a way to include Leo in this, of course, it was bound to happen. And I can't wait to see how this goes and for present them to find out. 
Yes, me too. And I'll also say like, I'm really like feeling the relationship between like past Phoebe and Anton. Like I like them. Really? I don't know why I'm not, I don't, I'm not caring too much for Anton. Really? I don't their, know. Their energy between each other did feel very like, like passionate, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't have enough background that I'm not like feeling it like that. Like, maybe it's like, he's not that I mean, it's not like I'm like obsessed with him or anything, but I think the chemistry is there. Like, I think there's yeah. something interesting going on. And I, there's a scene later in the episode that I'll talk about where I really enjoy them together. But so far, I'm liking them. Okay, yeah, good point. I, I do think the chemistry is there. I do see what you're seeing. And I also, um, I really like this aspect of like, even evil Phoebe is having like second thoughts about hurting mm-hmm. her cousins. So there is that little bit of what's obviously going to morph into Phoebe's next life already existing in there. Exactly. Definitely agree. And I'm very excited to see that. And you can kind of see, like you said, like Phoebe's personality wise is still the same. Like I'm, I think we've talked about this before and we'll probably talk about it again a little later as it comes up in the episode, but her being evil and enjoying it, not that she is, but she always kind of had that bad girl reputation from the start, that kind of careless in some ways, like things like that, but still has that aspect of caring heavily about the people she loves. It just seems like it's kind of evolved now, you know, where yeah. she's not evil. And I think one thing about Phoebe's character I'll always notice is she's a very passionate and loving person, but she's also someone who does enjoy like power and freedom. And I think that's why there's always this idea that like she could tip into being evil. And like, Mm -hmm. that's something interesting about her character that I've noticed in previous episodes where like she kind of goes bad or whatever, like in the Woogie episode, I noticed it in this episode and I'm sure it'll come up more times in the future. Definitely. I mean, we, we've been playing around with this idea multiple times of Phoebe having that kind of inside of her and being able to be swayed easily for all the reasons that you said. So I, I definitely can't wait to see that continue or see how that goes from here or plays out in this episode. Um, and now we're seeing that it's kind of a constant issue that she has inside of her. I mean, past life and everything, the soul is still the same or, you know, whatever. So So we definitely, uh, it definitely made sense that Phoebe was the one that this kind of happened for. Yeah, exactly. And here we are getting a little more information about this red necklace that she was wearing and the necklace that Christina was talking about, the one that protects her from the witches. And Christina says that they ripped it off. So we'll see how that goes. Exactly. Because now we know whoever killed past Phoebe obviously was trying to use powers on her and that's why they had to take the necklace from her exactly so still in the flashback we are now inside the living room and a singer is singing the song that christina sang in the nursing home and dan is over there playing the piano still and piper is watching him from the doorway and then she turns and notices that leo is in the next room and she walks over to him And she's like, what are you doing here? And he says, just missing you, baby. And they move further into the hall and she's like, stop it. We can't do this anymore. And he's being kind of grabby with her. And she's like, what's the matter with you? This isn't like you. And he's like, you're right. It's not. And swipes his hand over his face and turns back into Anton. And Piper gasps and he like tries to run, but he covers her mouth and like holds on to her. 
and then Anton signals Phoebe who's watching and she walks over to Prue and says do you want to talk now upstairs and in the hallway Piper breaks free from Anton and yells as she falls down and it gets like everybody's attention everything kind of stops and then Phoebe throws a flame at Prue and Prue blows it away with like this like ice power that she has and everyone starts screaming and running away then Dan hits Anton over the head because he's trying to attack Piper then Anton hits Dan and he goes flying into a fireplace and Piper tries to freeze Anton but he like moves through it in slow motion and then starts strangling her and Christina runs up the stairs and is hiding but watching what happens Prue blows her like ice at Phoebe again but the amulet kind of sucks it in and protects her and then Phoebe says how does it feel to be powerless against me and Prue uses the camera flash to distract her and then jumps up and kicks her before Phoebe can hit her with a flame and Piper kicks Anton in the groin and gets up and then knocks the clock over onto him and then Prue and Phoebe are fighting while Piper walks up behind Phoebe with a rope and puts it around her neck Prue then pulls the amulet off of her and throws it across the room and they tell her that they know Anton's a warlock and has turned her evil and Prue says we can't have you guys join forces not in this life not in any life and they cast a spell that curses her and all of her future selves so now we know exactly what happened exactly who was strangling her and how that happened so a question that I do have I don't know if it's a warning, but or whether it's kind of happening at the same time, like past life and present life is kind of moving in the same speed of time because she got attacked the night before with that seduction that we saw the next day from Anton. And then in class, she got attacked before this is happening now. But later we'll see that the attacks are going on in the same moment. Well, that's because um, later on, she actually switches places. Here, she's just observing. Okay. And the warning started, like, just after midnight. So when the day started was when she started to, like, get the flashes of the past. Okay, so it's not like, you know, things are happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's getting, like, feeling what people are doing to her as it's happening in her past life. Yeah. Until she switches lives gotcha now it makes more sense I hadn't thought about that so I was just curious about it I was like it doesn't really make too much sense if they're you know yeah but now I get it so another thing is like these powers that they have if they are from the Hallowell line a little confused because again I thought this power was still freezing premonitions and moving things with your mind which proves is like like Piper's is the same in the past pretty much Prue's has like absolutely nothing to do with her moving things with her mind. Yeah, and it makes me wonder like kind of how they said that like Phoebe must have abused her power and that's why she lost it. Maybe past Prue did too. Maybe, but I mean, how did they get those powers to begin with if it was from, because I have we, no idea. we learned that from Melinda Warren, it was like, oh, all future generations will have these powers. I mean, I guess it could be like- And we've never now. seen anyone else have a different power. Which is what's weird. Because I like kind of chalked up like Prue getting astral projection to like, oh, they're the charmed ones. So they get more powers. But now it's like, 
their past selves who were like three or four generations ago also had different powers so it's confusing the only thing that I can imagine is that maybe their fathers were witches too Mm. and kind of came from somewhere else and gave them these powers so they had powers from both lines then like it it could be you know because I'm not otherwise I'm not really sure how because it doesn't really add up with things that we've been told in the past yeah so I mean I guess again we can just chalk it up to something like that I do wish that because they made Piper's power exactly the same you would think they'd make Prue's power kind of similar at least like even now in the present her power is kind of a spin-off you know like her being able to move things with her mind her being able to move her own body yeah and we'll kind of see in the future maybe if this happens to other siblings like whether that stays the same or not but yeah it just didn't I didn't feel the connection there it felt a little yeah it felt a little confusing to me too because when I saw it I was like wait Prue has an ice power (laughs) I know like where did that even come from but it's cool power it's really fucking cool definitely and I mean other things about this scene the Leo and Piper of it all we can't do this anymore so they was already cheating yeah I know I know like you were having a whole affair with this man Because I know, like, they referred to him as, like, her lover. So it's like, damn, she was having a literal affair. Past Piper was getting it in. She really was. Like, fuck, poor poor Dan in all lives. Literally, he's always losing to Leo, I guess. (laughs) I know. Though I guess in her past life, she did choose past Dan, so. That's true. There's that. We also obviously find out that it was past Prue and Piper that killed past Phoebe. Yes, exactly. And I, I like that they included the reasoning behind why it's affecting her in this life, you know, because they cursed all of her lives. So then we're in the living room and Phoebe wakes up. We're back in present day and she's like gasping for air again. And she gets up from the couch and she looks so upset and Prue asks what happened. And she's like, you, you were the ones that were trying to kill me. Then we cut up to the hallway and Phoebe's walking away and everyone's following after her. And Piper's like, Phoebe, don't be ridiculous. You know, we'd never hurt you. And she's like, no, tell that to past Phoebe. You cursed her. And she, they like go to like try to comfort her and she doesn't want any of them to touch her. And Leo says, they didn't try to kill you. You know that it was their past selves. She's like, I know. And it was my past self that tried to kill them first. And she goes into her room and slams the door and they're all confused, but then they follow her in. So then we're in Phoebe's room and Phoebe's sitting on her bed and Prue and Piper walk in and Piper's like, whatever happened, you can't blame yourself. It wasn't really you. And Phoebe says, but that's the thing. It was me or at least a part of me that I can relate to. And I don't mean hurting you guys. I can't even imagine that. But being in my past life, that powerful evil feeling, it was... It was seductive, and that's what scares me. I mean, what if that's who I really am? And Prue tells her it isn't, that she's evolved and grown, and that she's good now. She says I was good then, too, before before she turned evil, before she fell in love with Anton. And she tells them that he was a warlock with the power to glamour and turned into Leo, who was Piper's former lover. And Leo tells them that he already knew this. And then they're like, how? And he's like, when you become a white lighter, they let you see your past lives for perspective. 
And Piper's like, you know that we were lovers before and you didn't tell me? What, did it just slip your mind? He says, I didn't tell you because I didn't want it to influence you in the present. I wanted you to decide whether or not you wanted to be with me in this life. And Phoebe wants them to get back to her because, you know, Piper's once again making it all about her and Leo. And then she says that they'll talk later. And Phoebe tells them about the curse. She says that the cousins didn't want to risk past Phoebe and Anton getting together in any lifetime because he's immortal and that they thought that they were soulmates. She brings up the amulet, which she thinks can protect her from the curse, and she wonders if Christina knows where it is. Prue and Piper want to look in the book, and Phoebe says that she's going to go downstairs to eat, but she's lying. So they leave the room, and Phoebe asks Leo to go with her to the retirement home. She doesn't want her sisters to come. She's like, if I don't find the amulet, I'm going to die, Leo, and I don't want them to see that. So then her and Leo walk out together. Okay, so I know you wrote it down, and I was already going to ask this, too. Leo, it doesn't make sense that this is Leo's past life, too, when he was, should have already been alive or born around this time, no? Like, he was in the military, died, what, in the 40s? Yeah, so he would have died at the latest in 1945 because he died in World War II and World War II, the U.S. was involved in from 1941 to 1945. Mm -hmm. So he had to have been at least 18 at that time, but I'm going to be very fucking serious right now and tell you that Brian Cross is not 18. So Leo was at, had to have been in his 20s. Yeah, he had and, to be like early 20s at least. Yeah, so he had to have died like, literally right now or like before this or maybe at the most 1927 if he yeah. was exactly 18 in 1945 which is definitely not the case we can guess that maybe at best he died when he was 21 yeah so which I mean technically because Anton was glamoring as Leo right so for all we know, past Leo had died before this episode takes place. Yeah, and I guess Piper maybe just didn't know Didn't about know, because I feel like it wasn't, it's not like today where like you would see it on social media. So like if he didn't live in town, she might not have known about it. Exactly. And another thing that confuses me, so his past life didn't become a white lighter. Was he like not a good guy and then didn't earn that right until his life as Leo and now he didn't get a next life he's just still in that life because now he's a white lighter that's what i think um obviously his past life wasn't a good guy he was having an affair but, um, true <laughs> but yeah i think that like when you become a white lighter your soul gets taken out of the cycle okay because then so you stay in that, that timeline but also my question then becomes so if he's seen his past lives I'm assuming that his bosses have seen his past life and know that him and Piper were together in a past life. So why the fuck did he get assigned to be her white lighter? Yeah, if, if they, they didn't, didn't want them to fall in love again. It just, it does not add up. I don't know. Like nothing about Leo being in her past makes sense to me. I'm it sorry. Doesn't. It makes no sense. I, I know they're pushing it because they want us to see Piper and Leo as soulmates, which I already do. Yeah. But like- it doesn't make sense with so many of the things that the show has already established. Exactly. It, it definitely doesn't. And 
if that was the case, then wouldn't they have met at some point in Leo's lifetime? If they but they couldn't the have. Piper sister? wasn't born. Right, but oh, I guess I guess the other one could have still been alive. Because she, then, yeah, because they died later. I didn't write down their dates of death, but it was later in the 1900s. Right. Okay. So then that I guess that makes more sense. But yeah, no, there's a lot about it that just doesn't quite add up there yeah and, and that also kind of means that because leo didn't age as a white lighter right like he couldn't die he just stayed who he was so does that mean that he's 20 like supposed to be like turning 22 right now or like at best like yeah i don't really mortal? get it because like how old was leo when he died he should still be that age now technically and then like piper's what just like with a 21 year old yeah super weird but whatever of course oh my god according to leo's portrait on the wall of honor he was 18 when he died Mm, it literally says here however he is visibly older than that and white lighters don't age therefore he should still look 18 (laughs) Yeah, because in the future, we'll see more about Leo in his lifetime. And yeah, I guess so he was 18 when he died. Oh, my God. Interesting, I guess. Interesting. You know what? I can't think about that too much more because it's never going to make sense to me. I know. It's just going to make my head hurt. But other things about that scene. um, So I like that, you know, there's this idea that the cousins wanted to prevent Anton and past Phoebe from getting back together because they saw them as soulmates. I also like, you know, the way they're talking about how Phoebe's changed and she kind of once again is questioning whether or not she's evil. This is something we've seen from her before. And I like that her sisters are very quick to be like, no, you're not. Right. No, I totally agree. Everything you just said, basically, like we had said before, this kind of evil part of her, I think we all kind of noticed that she has not that reputation of evil, just like you said, that freedom enjoys power and kind of things like that, where she's the one that would be most likely to sway. Mm -hmm. And it kind of makes sense for her. And it does suck that she is also, she sees that in herself too. Mm -hmm. It's a concern that she has for her, for herself. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll see more, more of that in the future. Yeah. So now in the attic, Prue and Piper are headed for the book, and they're talking about their worries about Anton and needing to find something to save Phoebe, basically, and then they hear this door slam, and Piper looks up, and she's like, where's Leo? And obviously, they notice that they're gone, and then it cuts to the retirement home in Christina's room, and we see Christina is sitting by the window, and Phoebe and Leo come in. She says that she's sorry to bother her again, but she needs her help and asks Uh, about the necklace and says that she saw it slide across the floor into the foyer Um, but Leo's like I don't think we'll find it this way because Christina's kind of still staring out the window and not answering her and then Phoebe's like maybe maybe not do you think that I can write a spell that can not only send me back to the past but give me complete control over my actions as well because if I can go back to the past and find the amulet and hide it someplace safe so I know where to find it when I come back to the present then it, you know, it might work. And then Leo says, the only way for you to do that would be to switch life forces with past Phoebe. 
In other words, you would be in 1924 and evil Phoebe would be right here in your body and says that he thinks something might go wrong and the switchback won't happen quick enough and that they might, you know, risk losing her in the past and unleashing evil Phoebe in the present. And Phoebe's like, but if we don't do anything, Leo, we're going to lose me anyway. Leo warns her that her cousins will still be trying to kill her because they won't know about the switch. And then Phoebe kind of says, like, Leo, don't worry so much. You're mortal now. You'll get wrinkles and kind of like touches his face weirdly. And he smiles and she does too. And then she lays down and casts this spell to help them switch souls. Again, with the weird shit like that, like, ew, why did you touch his face like that? I would never, ever do that. And like, part of me worries that like the reason that happened is because like, I mean, they were dating in real life at this point, Alyssa Milano and Brian Cross. So I feel like they were too comfortable with each other because they were like actually in a relationship that like they kind of forgot, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is your sister's man. That's so weird. So they were dating in this moment? Yeah, I think they dated during seasons two and three. I'm pretty sure that's when they were together. But I mean, I do enjoy Phoebe and Leo scenes throughout this episode. Like, I love their relationship and their friendship. So this was a cute scene to me. And, you know, it's a good idea that Phoebe has. Of course, we're going to find out that it was a mistake in a couple of scenes. But I like where her head's at. And I like that even though Leo's, like, warning her, in the end, he does support her and is willing to help her out because that's always been his role. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. And Leo does a good job at playing that white lighter. Like, I can give you my advice, but I would never get in your way. Yeah, exactly. So then we flash back to the manor. And now Phoebe is in her past body. And we pick up right where we left off. And they're strangling her. So she breaks free using her martial arts moves that modern Phoebe knows. And Piper's like, where'd she learn that? And then Phoebe runs into the foyer, like looking for the amulet. And she sees them getting up and starts running up the stairs. And Prue's like, why is she running from us? Why isn't she just using her power? And Piper's like, she's probably trying to lure us into another trap. And so they start following after her. So obviously, so far, this isn't going too well. Nope. But they definitely don't trust her, which I think is like, it's working and it's going to push the plot forward. So I really like that aspect of this scene. Like, even though they're a little weirded out, they're like, she's playing us. Yeah. Which, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, why would Mm -hmm. they? Yeah. So then in the present in Christina's room, Phoebe is asleep on the bed and Leo asks if she's all right, if she's there. And Christina stands up from her wheelchair and says, here, there everywhere and she walks over and takes the amulet out of a box and holds it up for leo and then has like this little smirk on her face and swipes her hand over her face and turns into anton and he punches leo and flies through the bathroom door tragic um and sees that the real christina is tied up and gagged in the bathroom And then Anton walks towards Phoebe singing that same song that Christina was singing before. And he puts the necklace on her and kisses her. And she wakes up and she's like, where am I? And he tells her that she's been reincarnated and they start making out right there. Mm -hmm. So how did Leo survive that? Real question, because he's mortal now. Makes no sense. Oh my God, true. I didn't even think about that. But also, like, the actress playing Christina, the switch-up, like, 
everything about her is different in that moment and it's just it like major props to her because that was a really good switch like she really mirrored the guy playing Anton's expressions there and it worked so well it told she killed it I mean she went from being the sick little old lady to like just this badass warlock like I loved it yeah really well done And I will say in this scene, like I was really feeling the Anton and like past Phoebe connection, like just the way they're looking at each other and stuff. Like I really felt that like soulmate vibe, which is again, having me can evil love. It's a question we've been asking. It's a question that keeps coming up. And I'm just like, I think this Anton is really in love with that past Phoebe. I think so too. It feels very real here. Mm Mm-hmm. So then we're back in the past and Phoebe's at the top of the staircase and she's like, I'm not who you think I am. I'm a different me, a me from another lifetime where we've evolved into sisters, good sisters, happy sisters. And Piper's like, we must have cut off too much blood to her brain and Prue agrees with her. And then Phoebe sits down and she's trying to cast the return spell, but it doesn't work. And Prue blows some ice at her and she starts running away again up the stairs. So obviously these sisters... I mean, these cousins are not, are not kind of believing her, don't want to fall for her tricks. I'm sure they've been burned many times before by cousin Phoebe and kind of have no reason to trust her right now. So then present day in the retirement home, Prue gives water to Christina in bed and Leo is holding his jaw in pain and Piper comes in and says, that the nurse is coming and asks Christina how she is. And Leo's like, yeah, I'll be fine. Thanks for asking. And she's like, you're not getting any sympathy out of me. You should have never let Phoebe cast that spell. And Christina asks Prue for some jello. And Prue goes over to Piper and Leo and says, like, I don't think Christina knows at all what happened. Like, you know, Mm kind of went right back. And Piper's like, do we really believe that Anton knew all along that Phoebe would come here looking for Christina? And Leo points out that she is the only living link. Um, And Prue's like, I don't care how he knows. We just need to get Phoebe back. And then they decide that they need to separate evil Phoebe from the amulet so they can switch back and then give it to real Phoebe to protect her from the curse. And Prue thinks that past Phoebe and Anton will be going back to the manor to try to finish what they started and kill the sisters. And then they all leave to go meet back there. Yeah. So I really love Piper in this scene when she's like, you're not getting any sympathy out of me. I feel like that's exactly how I'd be acting too, yeah. to Leo. <laughs> um, but that, that scene felt... was... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say it was cute, but go ahead. Oh. Yeah, it was a cute scene, but that that did feel warranted and understandable there, like Piper's anger. I mean, we've had in the past her, us kind of being like, dude, you're being a little rude to Leo for no reason. And this time it felt actually warranted. I mean, I probably would have felt the same way. Yeah. And, you know, um, kind of, they're just setting us up for the next scene with Anton and past Phoebe and we kind of know what their plan is and I'm excited to see whether or not they'll be able to achieve it exactly all right so then we go back to the past and it's later in the evening and we see Phoebe is sneaking past Prue and Piper to go back downstairs and as she's doing this she bumps into Anton and they start kissing and he tells her that she's too good to be true 
And she says, thanks for reminding me. And then she kicks him in the face and he goes flying back into the next room. And as she does this, Prue and Piper come up behind her with two rope, one for her arms and one to put around her neck again. So here, glad she had that little badass scene with Anton and kind of gave him that kick. And sister's still not believing him. Doesn't seem like they're ever going to. And uh, hopefully it ends up working out for Phoebe. Yeah, and I feel like this is the scene where we truly see that growth in Phoebe, which I mean will get talked about later in the episode, but it's the reason why they had to switch, right? Because present Phoebe doesn't love Anton, wasn't going to fall for Anton's shit, even though she's still like attracted to him, that connection's still there, like she was always going to be good. Exactly. It it shows that at heart she really was good. Mm -hmm. So... In the present at the manor at nighttime, Leo and Prue and Piper walk into the conservatory and we see that Phoebe and Anton are there waiting. And Phoebe says, hello cousins, or is it sisters now? And Prue tries to use her power on Anton, but the amulet absorbs it and protects them both because they're holding hands. Um, And then they walk over together and Phoebe says, it's your turn to die this time. And she throws a flame at them, but Piper freezes it, and the three of them duck behind the couch, and they're like, we need to get that amulet. I still, I feel like the energy between Phoebe and Anton, I'm really feeling it there, uh, them holding hands, and the chemistry is definitely working. Yeah, and like, there's something, even though they're like super evil, like there's something cute about them, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't want them to win, but I do enjoy their like interactions and their presence. Exactly. So then we go back into the past and Phoebe's trying to cast the spell with the ropes around her neck. We cut back to the present and we see that Anton and Phoebe are walking towards Prue, Piper, and Leo and they let go of each other's hands. Then we see the three pop up in different places all around the room. So Phoebe throws her fire at Prue who deflects it and it goes to Anton and he burns up and Anton and past Phoebe look so heartbroken as he's dying like the look they share was tragic yeah but it's cut short when Piper hits Phoebe in the head and knocks her out and they grab the amulet that was like felt so genuine that was the moment where I was like okay damn like I kind of feel it like they felt like they really were so devastated about what just happened yeah because it was the last thing they were expecting right and like yeah their love was real, it seems like. I know, it was kind of sad, honestly. I was a little sad, even though obviously I want the Charmed Ones to win. <laughs> exactly. But I do like the idea that they had, like, you know, to kind of separate them, stop them from holding hands in order to be able to get Anton. Yeah, and it shows kind of the cleverness of the Charmed Ones and how they're able to use, like, their smarts, even, like, in magical situations to defeat their opponents. Exactly. They're very good at thinking on their feet. All right, so then we go back to the flashback uh, version of the manor, and Phoebe is there finishing the spell just as she runs out of breath. She's just kind of repeating it over and over again. And then present manor, we see that it finally works this time now that she's not wearing the amulet. And Phoebe wakes up in her present body and starts gasping, and she's like, and Prue and Piper are on the floor next to her, and she says that, their names and Piper's like okay it's her put it back on fast 
and they put the amulet on her and it kind of makes a noise and glows red obviously that you know past phoebe died and then they tell her it's okay you're safe and phoebe's like thank you guys for saving my life all of them and then she sighs very relieved yeah so this settling of this plot line works for me um it made sense they were able to save her like i i don't have too much to say it was mostly plot but it did work for me and i thought it was a good ending to what's happened i definitely agree i think they played it off really well it was you know nothing too crazy and they were able to get out of it and kind of made sense how they made it through that and i I liked it yeah so then we're in the manor and it's the next morning and we see piper and leo in the entryway and leo says so i hope you're not still upset with me you know for not telling you about our past lives together she says i'm not letting you off the hook for that just yet i'm still not quite sure what it even means and he says well i'd like to think it means we're destined to be together then the doorbell rings and he opens the door and it's Dan and he's like, Leo, what are you doing here? And Piper says, Leo was just leaving. Bye. He says, I'll see you at work, Dan. And then he walks out and Dan walks in and closes the door. He says, you know, I'm just going to come out right out and say this, even if you get mad at me, but I know in my gut that something's not right with him. He worries me. I mean, just for you. She's like, are you talking about Leo? And Dan says, if Leo's his real name, I had my brother-in-law who works for the State Department check out his army records, but the only Leo Wyatt that came up, they came up with, died almost 60 years ago in World War II. And Piper says there must be some kind of mistake. And Dan says, Piper, there's no record of him anywhere, nothing. It's almost as if he doesn't have any past at all. And he apologizes for freaking out and tells her to just watch her back around him until he finds out the truth. And Piper says, okay, and he kisses her and leaves. Dude, I'd be so nervous right then and there if I was Piper. I mean, what can she do? What can she say in that moment, you know? Yeah, but I feel like Piper needed to do something to shut this down, and she just didn't. Yeah, I know. She was like, okay. like." (laughs) If I'm being honest, this was the moment where Piper should have told Dan the truth. Yeah. Because the more he keeps digging... We're going to end up in another Andy situation where Andy found out the truth without them like helping and then got suspicious and like could have it could have gone very wrong. Like, I feel like we're now getting into that potential with Dan. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when Dan starts to figure things out. Exactly. You never know. Things could go very south like they did with Andy. And this definitely would have been a good time to pick to tell him. But I don't know, maybe Piper's kind of debating things. I mean, the look that her and Leo shared when he was leaving and kind of, she had like this smile and this energy, like like she's not as concerned about Dan because she's not going to have to worry about him much longer is kind of the energy that I felt right there, okay? That's what it kind of seemed like to me, the way that her and Leo left off in that moment and the way she was like, uh, okay, with Dan, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I'm not sure, but that is kind of how it felt to me based on the way they were looking at each other. But, you know, still it feels like his suspicions are there and she should have acknowledged that a little more and maybe done something to shut it down. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, this episode just 100% confirmed what we've been saying for weeks, 
Piper and Leo were soulmates. The show just confirmed it to us. And like you're saying, I don't know how much longer Dan has left, but I am worried about where the storyline is going after him figuring all this stuff out about Leo's past, kind of. Exactly. I definitely, I definitely am worried about how he's going to react to that going on. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. So then we move on to the final scene of the episode and we are in Phoebe's room and Prue walks in and asks her if she's all right. And we see that she's writing in the book about Anton and Prue's like, why you don't think that we actually vanquished him? And she's like, I just don't want to take any chances. And Prue nods. And then Phoebe's like, I just hope future me is somewhere near this book if he ever strikes again. And Prue says, something tells me that we're always going to be near it, always have been, and always will be. And they both smile, and Phoebe says that she's probably right, and then says, though the warning won't do much good if future me turns out to be bad. And Prue sits down, and she's like, it's not just you, you know? I mean, we all have a little bad in us. It's just that when you turn bad, things tend to catch on fire. And Phoebe laughs, and she's like, is this supposed to make me feel better? And Prue's like, what I mean is, it's just as natural to be bad as it is to be good. That's how we know what good is. It's how we're able to make the choice to be good, remember? Anton wouldn't have needed evil past Phoebe if you hadn't evolved into good Phoebe. And she nods and says, still, it's okay to be bad every once in a while, isn't it? And Prue's like, oh yeah, a lot. And they both start laughing with each other. And it's like a cute sister moment and a cute ending to this episode. Yeah, I really loved this scene. I feel like it touches on things that we've discussed before and that the show's discussed before, but it does it in this like very cute way that makes me still not like me still enjoy this scene and not find it pointless. Yeah, exactly. Like it it touches upon points that we had discussed and seen throughout the episode, things that we've been saying all along. Um, And Prue kind of being there for her is very nice. I like that they ended this on a sister moment between Prue and Phoebe. It shows more about their bond and Prue's instinct to kind of help her and be there for her no matter what. It's, it's very like, it's nice to me. I I, I love this. Yeah. And I mean, now we're like, you know, more than halfway through season two, and we've really just seen the bond between the two of them grow so much over the past season and a half. So ending on this scene with them really worked for me. And I really loved it. Definitely did too. It, it made sense. And I like that we're still seeing that bond continue to grow overall the episode was pretty good I feel like we got some good information I like that we learned about this whole past life situation of theirs and the soul cycle and everything kind of more about Piper Leo and Dan's history in the past and even though there were some plot holes uh, I think this episode worked overall and was a very good one yeah I mean I know when we did our favorite episodes I listed this as one of my favorites it's always been one of my favorite episodes and I do still love it I mean I pointed out a lot of the flaws I saw as we were watching and some of the questions I have but this episode is so enjoyable I love the aesthetic of the 20s that's always been like one of my favorite decades aesthetically so I loved seeing all of that I loved going to the past I just think it's a really fun episode I think It does push forward some storylines like we were saying, especially the whole Leo Piper Dan situation is really getting 
um, we're getting to really the head of that love triangle, which I think sometime in the next couple of episodes, something's really going to happen there. And this is setting us up for that. I definitely agree with you. And I agree about the aesthetic of the 20s. Always been one of my favorites. Always been very fun and interesting to me. And I'm glad that we got an episode where it included that. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com and join us back next time for season two, episode 15, Give Me a Sign.